Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Breda Pest Management, the official pest control of UGA Athletics. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. So I did an interesting thing this morning. I wanted to look and see what some of the major national outlets had been saying about UGA, and perhaps you're not surprised by this. I guess I wasn't too surprised by it. Right now, they're really not saying much of anything, and I think that's probably kind of a good thing. In other words, the last couple of days, there's been a lot of chatter about Georgia from Georgia fans kind of inside the bubble of Dog Nation about what didn't happen for Georgia in the win against UT Martin on Saturday, evaluating Mike Bobo a little bit. We've talked about that. Evaluating Carson Beck a little bit. We've talked about that. Evaluating the overall performance, a little bit of a slow start there. It has been a very hot topic among UGA fans, but sometimes when you're too zoomed in, that uh, zoomed in perspective is not the best vantage point from, from which to view something. And when you kind of pull back out, sometimes you get a clearer picture. And I was looking, I'll, I'll give you, for instance, Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, in his recent power rankings. He had Georgia number one, didn't really say anything about him. Uh, ESPN has kind of a playoff predictor panel thing they do with a lot of their riders. Georgia was the only team to be picked by every single ESPN writer to make the upcoming college football playoff once again very little chatter but oh are we worried about Georgia after the game against UT Martin there just wasn't very much of that that for Georgia fans everything that Georgia does for the good and for the bad is heavily magnified because of how much we care about this you know product but for the national folks who are kind of looking at a survey of all the stuff going on Georgia's game against UT Martin just didn't really register at all now last year when you're beating Oregon 49 to 3 you better believe that Georgia was kind of the talk of college football there for for a little while uh with that performance but it's going to be a few weeks this year before Georgia is really even a part of the larger conversation around the sport because of we've been well documented the very strange schedule that Georgia's playing here this year so within the bubble of dog nation which is where I live it's where you live let's see if we can kind of clear up the perspective a little bit here today we have certainly talked about what the Carson Beck first to start was the chatter around Mike Bobo has been in other words we have had our take and our response to some of the more negative stuff that's been out there not that it's been like I don't some of it may have been insane I I don't know how negative the the worst of it's been but however it has been whatever the level of negativity has been what do you say we kind of balance that out a little bit right now with some positivity? And I'll be honest with you. I'm going to give you five things here. Some of these things I have been considering and have been waiting to talk about. Some of these things I don't know that I'd even fully appreciate it. So I want to make sure I do this if for my own self, for nothing else, in terms of taking some time to appreciate what happened for Georgia on Saturday for the good and what it potentially sets up to be for the even better as the season rolls along. So let's run through five things here. I want to start with thing number one that honestly, I, um, I didn't know this and I probably should have this, I guess sort of flew under my radar, but did you know that Saturday was Georgia's 18th consecutive win? You probably did. Maybe you're smarter than I am. And did you know that's the most consecutive wins in the history of Georgia football? I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I think I maybe had seen that in a game note or something like that, but kind of skimmed right past that. But the point is, on Saturday, Georgia won its 18th straight game. I'm not telling you the game against UT Martin means all that much, but you're talking about 18 in a row and the fact that that's never been done before in Georgia history, that kind of gives you an idea uh, about just how special this time 
time of being a, a Georgia fan is right now. Also, to kind of go along with this in terms of the overall stat stuff, uh, ESPN had this that Saturday was also Georgia's 13th win by 30 or more points since the start of the 2021 season. It seems like Georgia just blows everybody out. Uh, this number would suggest it does 13 times over the course of you know the last what 31 games uh georgia's won by at least 30 points there's no fbs team that's won that many games by 30 or more over that same slightly more than two year span than what georgia has so once again a level of, of appreciation for just how cool this era of georgia football is they're winning games every single week they're winning games by wide margins every single week you are watching georgia just lay waste to college football and a lot of those are opponents far more significant than the ut martin team that georgia played there on saturday so a couple of cool statistical notes to kind of give you a sense of appreciation for just the role that Georgia has been on. But how about some of the other stories involving players? Let me give you thing number three that I think that you ought to view as an overwhelming positive in a game like this on Saturday and a cool thing that I want to make sure you take some time to properly appreciate and take some time to just notice. And that's a performance of a guy like, say, Makai Muse. Now, I think this is noticeable for a couple of reasons. Thing number one is, when you have a walk-on guy like this who you know was not well known to many of us a year or so ago however long ago and all of a sudden now he's getting the first target of the game from Carson Beck he has the game's most explosive play overall the 54 yard catch when those things are happening all of a sudden what you're doing is you're taking the list of capable playmakers you thought Georgia had and you're just adding another name to that. It's almost like a it's almost like a tr a trade deadline acquisition or a waiver wire acquisition. It's almost like a free agent acquisition for Georgia because all of a sudden on the list of players that you thought were capable contributors for UGA, now you've got to add at least one more to that in the person of Muse. Winning championships is to a certain extent about all hands on deck, having everybody involved in that process. You need as many capable performers as you can get, and Georgia has at least one more capable performer. You would certainly be led to believe uh in the person of makai muse that perhaps we thought georgia had and the buzz that was generated around him during spring practice and the buzz that was generated around him around fall camp all of that seems real and all of that seems proven by the fact that he was such a big part of the game plan on saturday and then in addition to that I think it's also a message to the rest of the team. And, you know, listen, I have a chance to talk to some of these, you know, folks sometimes, the, the you know, the walk-ons and, and, and you know, these guys that were big-time high school stars. And because of that, they get a chance to be on the Georgia roster. And it's always been really cool to me, the fact that Georgia – works as hard Kirby Smart works as hard cultivating that preferred walk-on portion of the program as he does the 85 scholarships that Georgia has in place there they want that depth sometimes these are guys that work their way up and become part of the two deep and become a part of you know the guys that are actually playing on Saturdays in some cases these guys are just the ranks of the capable practice contributors but at a place like Georgia that's really important to be able to give those reps up and down the uh, roster and make every practice snap as valuable as it can possibly be the walk-on portion of the Georgia program is a very valuable part of this overall process and when a guy like Muse works his way up or Dan Jackson's been kind of in that category too there are other players who have been you know in a similar story in the past when guys like that go through the rigor that Georgia's practice grind requires of you and come out on the other end far better players than their profile as high school guys would have suggested there's just a really valuable symbolism to that a it shows that Georgia is willing to give anybody a chance who will put in the work to be the kind of player that Georgia needs for you to be but it also shows other players that hey if Makai Muse is doing this that could be you 
there's a sense of hope and optimism around that that I think is really, really cool. And so to hear some of the praise that Kirby offered of Muse uh, this week and after Saturday, I, I think is one of those things that I hope the rest of the team pays attention to. And I also hope, as we said, Georgia fans appreciate about one of the real positive things to come out of Saturday, the fact that Makai Muse right now is a great story, a great story who may also happen to be a very good player. This is what Kirby said about Muse this week. It's a credit to Muse who came in here and wanted an opportunity to compete, earned it. We saw him in high school and he was high on our preferred walk-on list and he, uh, he, he earned it. He came out and really competed and did a great job and, and he's, I think everybody on the team will tell you he's earned what he's gotten with the way he practiced. I love the idea that Kirby in that same sentence used the word earn twice because here's what we know, that Georgia is a roster filled with the kind of glamorous elite former four and five star recruits that are big time celebrities almost before they even arrive at a place like UGA shows like this make these guys into celebrities we don't really necessarily apologize for that but it is true that that a lot of these guys have great fanfare around them and they almost seem like they've arrived before they've arrived because of the attention they've been getting but on the other side of that there's still room for a grinder you can be a late bloomer you can be a guy that really was slept on you know everybody believes as a high school athlete they're sort of slept on not getting enough attention everybody believes that but some guys really are slept on some guys really do you know get overlooked and you get a chance to go out there with how you perform in the practice field every day and prove that prove people wrong about you prove how good you really are the muse story is a, is a great one it's really fun and compelling but it's also valuable for Georgia to have a wide receiver like this who appears that is going to be in the mix for these dogs all season long. I think that's really fun. Now, thing number four that was, I believe, incredibly positive about the game on Saturday against UT Martin, and admittedly we're working here to unearth some of that because probably hasn't been enough of that through, what, three, four days uh, in the aftermath of this game, is I think we see on defense at least one example of Georgia's next superstar player starting to emerge. In a place like Georgia, you know how this goes there are good players up and down this defense we know that's the case right that that's that that's always going to be the case but at a place like Georgia there's also that question of well from this rank of good players from the ranks of the good players here who is about to become the great player who's about to take that next big step forward and become one of those sort of household names that becomes nationally known and becomes the focal point the face of a defense that can propel Georgia to another national championship we've seen guys like Jalen Carter and Chris Smith be that Nolan Smith be that a year ago the five first round picks back in 2021 and there's intrigue and curiosity about who that can be for this year as well and I think the answer to that is uh pretty clear here right now that one of the guys and there may be more and I believe there probably are but for now let's focus on one of those guys who certainly seems to be taking a step forward in that category that's the safety Malachi Starks in his start of his second year at Georgia he seemed to be all over the place on Saturday he just seemed to be everywhere there on Saturday and so when you're thinking about the guys who can be true elite you know face of the program type guys on defense Malachi Starks right now I think feels like he can be the next one in line to be that and last night when Kirby Smart met with the reporters he had some very complimentary things to say about Starks take a listen to this well, I've been around some thumpers, and I think of all the guys, the, the Mark Barons and the Hawk and Dix and, and, and Dom Sanders here and uh, Lewis, you know, Chris and Richard. And he's really different than all those guys. He's he's probably the one guy that if you had to, that could go out there and play corner if you had to. I mean, he's got a coverage skill set and speed skill set. 
um, that most safeties don't have. He's a good tackler. Maybe not as physical as those guys in terms of knockback tackles, but he's a good tackler. Uh, and he's got good range, very intelligent. So I think that Mikhail Williams could also be potentially in this category there too. But when you hear Kirby Smart describe what he's saying about Starks, kind of already putting him in a category of some of the great safeties that Smart has coached, whether it be at Alabama or at Georgia since the time he's been here, it kind of gives you an idea of where Starks' career is heading. He's also an incredibly articulate spokesman. This is a guy who I think is going to be a valuable part of the Georgia program for a long time to come, at least this year and next. Who knows what happens after that? But in terms of Georgia's mission to go for three and 23, pretty obvious right now that Stark is going to be a big part of that on the defensive side. We saw a lot of that on Saturday. Then finally, there's this. The other, I think, very important thing to take from Saturday's game from Georgia is, is that there is a lot that Georgia still has to show, has the opportunity, the potential to show, that it either didn't quite have to show on Saturday, maybe perhaps didn't want to show, but there's growing optimism. Eventually, we'll all get a chance to see this. And for me, some of this centers around the Georgia running game, where a guy like Kendall Milton, for instance, probably played Saturday a little bit more than I expected him to. But ultimately, I think there's more and more optimism seeming to grow. At least that's the sense that I get. Perhaps you agree with that. Maybe you do. A little bit more optimism growing around Kendall Milton that eventually he can be still the guy that we all thought he could be in what's supposed to be his big showcase season as kind of the perhaps the focal point of this Georgia rushing attack along with the Dejon Edwards obviously Milton has battled injuries it's been tough for him kind of took him away from the spring kind of took him away from fall camp but boy when you listen to Kirby Smart talk you sort of get the sense that eventually may not have seen it on Saturday uh, but Saturday was the start of what might be a return to full health and full action and eventually the kind of season for Kendall Milton that every Georgia fan has wanted him to have I love the optimistic tone that Kirby Smart kind of struck this week when he talked about the ongoing recovery for Kendall Milton and frankly just how enthusiastic Milton kind of continues to be behind the scenes that eventually he's going to get a chance to show everybody what he's all about I like this from Kirby going back to Monday let's hear that the other thing about the UT Martin game is it kind of lays the groundwork for more return to health for Kendall Milton eventually take a listen to this Kendall's dying to get out there man this guy uh, got a great heart great soul great he loves this program he'll give anything for this program and it kills him not to be out there um, and he has not been able to practice most of camp due to his injury and uh, we're dealing a little bit now with uh, all right how does he stay warm and able to do it because I mean, he's used to playing, right? He plays in a rotation at running back, but he played on all the special teams. Well, now he's not doing that. So when he's not in on offense, he sits over there, it gets cold, he's got to stay warm, he goes in at halftime, leg tightens up, and he doesn't have what I call the camp stamina. You know, he didn't really go through camp. He worked out, he ran, he did what he had to do, but he could not get himself in playing shape just by camp. So we're really battling that now to get him back right. And, I think he said himself, if you asked him, he said, I'm around 92%. That's what he quoted it and asked. Now, I don't think his stamina is at 92%. I think when he's when he's 100% conditioned, he's at 92%. And uh, we're trying to fight that to, to get him back. It's a it's a delicate line, right, of do you bring him back and try to play him and get him in shape? Or, you know, you sit on the shelf and you don't you don't get carries, you don't get him. I mean, that action he got the other day was like scrimmage one and scrimmage two because he didn't, he didn't get to play in those. Important to keep that in mind that he's working his way back, but also important that UT Martin game for Milton provided that opportunity for him. And I mean, to me, when Kirby has talked about Milton as of late, 
I've heard some optimism about what eventually he can be. The same for Dejon Edwards, who Kirby has said, you know, could have played Saturday if they really needed for him to. They just chose not to. So to recap this here real quick, this was a record-setting win for Georgia in terms of consecutive wins for the program. Kind of a record-setting win, or at least a pace-setting win in terms of over the course of the last couple of national championship seasons, no one is winning more games more easily than Georgia has over that span. You're introduced to a potential new playmaker like Makai Muse. You're reminded of how just how good guys like Malachi Starks can be as Georgia seeks its next great superstar players on defense. And groundwork was laid for guys who perhaps weren't super healthy on Saturday to be even healthier when Georgia starts to play games that matter more later on this season. I don't want to oversell the UT Martin game. I'm not even quite so sure games like this should even be played anymore, but it was played and there were some things to like for Georgia and Georgia in terms of its overall mission to go for three and 23. You can't take the final step until you take the first one. And the first one was taken on Saturday and it's going to be fun to watch in the coming weeks exactly where Georgia goes from here. My name's Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans, uh, presented today by Breda Pass Management. As you see, we are go for three in 23, ready for the upcoming season. At least you see that if you're watching on video. And speaking of video, we are not live today. I mentioned this off the top. Uh, we are obviously, and you've kind of heard us talk about this, we've had some, some streaming issues here in our building, uh, and I'm really not smart enough to figure that out, but a lot of smart people who are more than capable than me are going to be in here today and so we want to give them space to work we also wanted to make sure after a pretty bad hiccup yesterday that we delivered the show seamlessly to you so the best way for us to do that was to get in here record it early you know pop it out because it's like early wednesday morning as i'm doing this and it's going to air for you in your normal time the way that it always does but the point is we just want to make sure we deliver today and we'll figure out what's going on and hopefully have more information for you about that tomorrow uh, and really appreciate all the people behind the scenes who are working to make that happen. So today we are not live for that, but we're glad to have you across all of our video platforms, Facebook and all those others, uh, YouTube and Twitter and everything else. Uh, radio on 960 The Raft, podcast, everywhere else there as well. Just really thank you for being a part of our program. And a big thanks to our friends at Breda Pest Management who make today's show possible there as well the official pest control provider of UG Athletics. You know, more than 93,000 of you were in Sanford Stadium on Saturday. I'm sure when you look around there, you're like, boy, this beautiful venue, improved venue, south uh, side of the stadium, been renovated, all of this protected from bugs, critters, termites, things like that, from our friends at Breda Pest Management. And the cool thing is, the same company that Georgia trusts, you can trust there as well. And when you make that switch to Breda Pest Management, when you trust them for your termite protection, your pest control, you're going to put more money back in your pocket instantly just for making that choice. I want you to find them online. It's BredaPest.com. B-R-E-D-A. BredaPest.com. Find them online and make the decision to trust the company that's been in business since 1975, got 125 employees, the official pest control provider of UGA Athletics, and the company that's going to put more money back in your pocket just for making that switch here right now so please find them online bradapest.com once again b-r-e-d-a bradapest.com all right so a little bit different kind of show for us uh today coming up in a couple of minutes we're gonna have a great interview with the former georgia quarterback jake from we're gonna do a kroger fresh take with jake on the show here today I think that Jake is going to give you some really good stuff. A, on what it feels like to make your first start. Carson Beck had talked about the idea, a little bit of nerves. Jake got very candid about the games in which he actually felt a little bit nervous. And you may be surprised about the game that Jake actually felt the most nervous about. 
Uh, this is very real and very authentic from Jake coming up here in a little bit. Also, some funny stuff at the end of our conversation. We recorded this yesterday afternoon at the end of our conversation about one of his, uh, I guess, uh, colleagues, contemporaries, Stetson Bennett, uh, just sitting in the stands on Saturday. Uh, I asked Jake Fromm what he thought about Stetson kind of laying low, being in the building, but maybe not drawing a ton of attention to himself. Uh, it's really good coming up uh, with Jake Fromm here in just a uh, couple of minutes time that's going to be really enjoyable prior to that though i do want to go around the doghouse and it's poured today by our friends at dr pepper and i gave you a lot of positive off the top of the show and one of the top positives we gave you was certainly seems like there's a little, a little bit of a hopeful tone being struck about kendall milton who's kind of going through kind of what kirby smart calls a version of fall camp right now after not getting a chance to do that got some carries on saturday perhaps in that kind of 90 percent range in terms of his overall health it seems like the prognosis on milton is perhaps getting a little more clear as he kind of moves through the early portion of the season and that's good news but if that's true for milton on the other side of that there's at least another georgia player who's perhaps not quite seeing his injury situation getting much clearer it appears to still be a little bit murky when it comes to a lad mcconkey has been battling a little bit of a back injury mcconkey is going to be one of georgia's most important pass catchers here this season one of the most re- productive returning players to this program but in terms of when georgia gets him back and when georgia gets him fully back no pun intended given the fact that he's dealing with a back injury it sounds like that's still a little bit of an unknown here right now kirby smart last night even acknowledging that yeah, it's a little bit frustrating for him at the moment just trying to figure out exactly what's going on here because of just how odd some of this back stuff can be from time to time. Uh, Kirby Smart giving you that update on Lad McConkey from last night. Take a listen to this from Kirby. Yeah, it's tricky to me because I don't understand it. You know, it's one of those that um, I listen to Ron each day talk about it, and I can't even explain to you exactly what it is. It's a really big word, but... Um, it's, it's frustrating for him because he doesn't control. Like, he, he runs and does great, everything's fine, and then one sudden movement can set him back, and he has pain, and then he's back down. So he's he's battling his tail off. He rehabs three, four times a day, and he's like, I can go, coach, I can go. Let me go out there and practice. And, and uh, we're not going to do that until uh, we're certain. So, yeah, in some ways it's probably more frustrating. This is probably the closest I'll ever come to having something like really significant in common with a Georgia football player. Most of these guys have a level of athleticism that I can never even dream of aspiring to. But in terms of, hey, every now and then I'm fine, but then all of a sudden out of nowhere, oh, my back. <laughs> like, I feel like I've got a lot in common when it comes to McConkie on that, where just sometimes out of nowhere you just sort of feel like, ugh. <laughs> so I'm not quite so sure that's what Lad McConkie wants to have in common with me. Uh, but it sort of sounds like Lad's kind of going through some stuff. Maybe a lot of us have a little bit of uh, a little bit of familiarity with, uh, unfortunately. Now, I did see Lad on Saturday before the game uh, down there on the field. And, you know, he was not dressed out, but he was in good spirits. And he was going around kind of dapping everybody up, you know, as they were kind of going through their warm-ups and stuff like that. So when Kirby says he's sort of chomping at the bit to be out there at practice, things like that, I think the overall high level of spirits that McConkie probably has, I guess I probably saw that myself uh, there on Saturday. So it certainly doesn't seem like, you know, he's so debilitated that he won't eventually be back to full health. But in terms of exactly when that is, it sounds like that picture is not particularly clear here right now, perhaps just a little bit murky there on that. So at least wanted to give you, you know, that picture here about McConkie right now. 
a guy that's not apparently fully healthy for Georgia, and it's not obvious exactly when he will be fully healthy, but you know, just given the overall strength of this Georgia program, given the early season schedule that Georgia plays, the luxury exists to give him that rest, and that apparently is what Georgia wants to do. And that is Around the Doghouse. It's poured today by our friends at Dr. Pepper. If you're watching football this weekend, you saw the return of the Fansville commercials, which I love. I love them because it means college football is back, but it also means Dr. Pepper is once again a big part of everything going on with college football. The rivalry games and the blowouts and the upsets and everything else, uh, Fansville and Dr. Pepper have just been going hand-in-hand with college football for quite some time. So as you're getting ready for your upcoming tailgate your watch party all that kind of stuff make dr pepper a big part of what you do whether it's the zero sugar the regular dr pepper uh you've heard about the new dr pepper strawberries and cream whatever you are thinking about in terms of a college football experience dr pepper goes great with that it is after all the one fans deserve so stop by and see your local kroger wherever you're doing your grocery shopping pick up some dr pepper here today and enjoy it on a game day dr pepper and college football they just go great together all right before we're done more evidence of tennessee fans being big mad at dog nation right now for dog nation invasion this is actually really funny you're gonna like this we'll do that before we're done on today's program but for now what does it feel like to actually have those butterflies in your stomach going into your first start as the georgia quarterback and how does a guy who's been a georgia quarterback evaluate the guy who's in the position that he was once in all of that stuff coming up with Jake Fromm right now. Let's do a Kroger Fresh Take with him here on Dog Nation Daily today. And here on Dog Nation Daily, it's time now for a Kroger Fresh Take. We'll talk to the former Georgia quarterback, Jake Fromm. Jake, so good to have you back on the program. Hope you're doing well. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, always good to be here. Thank you for having me, Brennan. So as you might imagine, a lot of chatter about the game on Saturday. Carson Beck's first start. Also got a chance to see a little bit of Brock Vandegrift, a little bit of Gunnar Stockton there as well. I guess starting with Carson, how much of it did you get to see? And um, what was your overall take of uh, how Carson performed in his first start? Yeah, so I actually didn't get to watch the game live. I actually came down this weekend, uh, and you know, don't hate me for this, but went over to Auburn, watched my brother play uh, over there, Um, but um, did get to go back and watch the game. Um, And, uh, yeah, a lot of chatter about it. Um, You know, they tried to get uh, Carson some easy completions, get him going early, Um, but, uh, you know, just quite frankly didn't have that fast start that everybody wants, you know, in a game kind of like that. Uh, they ended up getting it going. I mean, if you look at the total box score, everything, you know, checks boxes, everything looks good. Um, but it just it didn't really pass the eye test there early. Um, and so, you know, people people love to talk about that. Oh, they do, which is why I have a job, I guess. But uh, people definitely yep. do uh, love to talk about stuff like that. Now, when I watch a game like this, because I'm not a former player, I'm not a quarterback, I'm mostly just looking at results. You know, is the pass completed? Yep. What are the overall numbers? You know, you know, for me, it's hard to think past the overall results. I'm guessing you're thinking more about the process. So when you watch a guy, especially a guy like Carson, who's making his first start, what are you kind of looking for? And what would you notice that someone like me would not be able to see? Yeah, I mean, I thought Carson looked poised. I mean, I thought he was, um, you know, had good command of the offense. It's just, you know, it was very tough. You know, needed a a third down conversion here. You know, needed a, a little bit better ball placement here. Um, you know, he just somebody to make a play. Um, really thought the run game could have helped him out early. You know, it was very tough. Um, it was a very uphill battle uh, running the game, I thought, in the, first, in the first quarter to get Carson kind of going. 
Um, but, you know, they did some good things uh, with Brock uh, to get him the ball early um, on the perimeter. Um, and you just throw it to Brock, too, and he's going to break three tackles, you know, and have 15 yards after catch every time. So, yeah. um, you know, they, they did some good things, but it was just, man, it was just one, one play away from, from keeping a drive going um, and then stopping them from getting seven points, which, which is always the goal. One of the things that came up was, hey, first game jitters, a little bit of nervousness. Kirby Smart kind of pushed back against that a little bit, but uh, I think Carson himself kind of brought that back up some. You know what that feels like. You came into a game in your very first you know, true freshman debut against Appalachian State. You had your first ever start at Notre Dame Stadium, which is about as big a venue as one can start a game in like that. For those of us who, once again, haven't been quite in that situation, what do first game jitters truly feel like, and how hard is it to – push that down and be the confident athlete that you know you're capable of being how much of an internal battle is there really when it comes to stuff like that yeah i think if you uh you know man if you love it i think it doesn't matter you're always going to get a little bit a little bit of something in you you know you're going to have that little bit of feeling um because you want to play great because it means something to you uh for me i felt way more nervous Going into my third game, playing my second start uh, at home okay. uh, at night game versus Stanford, than I ever did playing Notre Dame. I don't know why, but I'm like, man, I, I got to go out. I got to play great. You know, got to start fast. That's interesting. Um, very similar type games um, because you're just expected to play great, basically play perfect. Um, and you know, you should go twenty for twenty with three hundred yards, three touchdowns, and you should. You know, put your put your hat on and, and cheer the other guys on as they go in the game. So this is off the topic. I won't spend long on this, but you mentioned being more nervous for that start against Mississippi State. Did you know y'all were running the flea flicker at the first play of the game? When did you know that? Like, how much of your, I guess, mind is thinking about, you know, prior to that thing of, hey, we're going to run this play and this is going to be fun. I have a chance to have this awesome highlight, but hopefully I don't mess it up, which is exactly what I would be thinking anyway, of like, hope I don't screw this up because this could be pretty cool if I don't. <laughs> like, how, how, how soon before the game did y'all know you're going to run that flea flicker to a begin against uh, Dan Mullen there in Mississippi State? Yeah, uh, that was uh, as talked about all week. Um, it was a for sure thing earlier in the week, uh, and I think we had missed one in practice. Okay. And then Kirby wasn't feeling great about it, and you know we were just trying to, you know, hey, coach, we got you. We, this this is it. It's going to work. And I think you know uh, they uh, they signed off on it, and we we got it done. So uh, man, anytime you get an opportunity to to take a shot early in the game. I think it it means a lot. It sends a message early. What did you think about the other two quarterbacks? You mentioned having a chance to go back and rewatch the game. Maybe you saw deep enough to see uh, Brock Vandergrift, Gunnar Stockton. They both got their moments there too. What did you make of both those guys coming in? Yeah, I mean, in situations like that, you just want to come in, you want to execute, and you want to finish well. I mean, the goal is still always to to score points, and you never want to you know quote unquote call the dogs off. Um, but you know they they came in they did well they they serviced uh, the offense and they they executed and they they went down and sc- scored points so um, that's that's always a win and and as, to me as a quarterback you're always going to be judged by you know how, how does your drive end up and did you get it done when it mattered and it seems like to me you know based on the fact that Carson's name is starting quarterback based on the fact that he obviously got you know the lion's share of the snaps at the beginning of the game and the other guys didn't come in until a little bit later that. It doesn't seem like there's any kind of question right now about who Georgia's starting quarterback is. And maybe, you know, Carson would have had a couple of moments he'd like to have had back and done differently. But it seems like right now, Kirby Smart is certainly speaking with a lot of outward confidence about back. I've said on the show a little bit this week, Jake, that, you know, you go back to, to Stetson Bennett against UAB in 2021. He has this huge day, throws for five touchdowns. Georgia completely demolishes 
the yep. uh, Dragons there that day, or Blazers, I should say, uh, demolished the Blazers there that day. You know, maybe Carson having a day like that might be good for everybody else to kind of rally around him. But it certainly oh, seems yeah. like right now this Georgia team and certainly the Georgia coaches, they've got plenty of confidence in back. Is that kind of the sense that you get here right now? Yeah, I think so. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, everybody, I believe, in the building you know, believes in him, and they, they know he's the guy. Um, you know, but quite frankly, sometimes the outside noise is just is so loud um, because they, they didn't see what everybody else sees every single day. Um, and, you know, sometimes the outside noise kind of creeps in a little bit, maybe a little bit of doubt here and there. Um, but I think it will all take care of itself as the, uh, the season progresses, um, you know, as they play Ball State next week and um, be able to go out and, and execute and fix the things that they didn't do early in the game. I want to ask you about another Georgia quarterback, at least a former Georgia quarterback here in a moment. Let me, before that, though, remind folks, it's our Kroger Fresh Take with Jake Fromm here on Dog Nation Daily right now. And, of course, you're getting stocked up for game day, watch parties, tailgates, everything else with our friends at Kroger. And if you want more money to spend on those tailgates, more time to enjoy game day, then take advantage of the brand-new membership opportunity from Kroger. It's called Kroger Boost. And right now you can try it for free for 30 days. Just go to Kroger.com slash boost, save big-time bucks by earning twice the fuel points, get a free grocery delivery there as well so more convenience more time back more money saved there as well that can all be yours when you become a member of kroger boost kroger.com slash boost to try it for free for 30 days that's kroger.com slash boost try it free for 30 days all right jake last topic before we let you go here today so i've been fascinated this week with the realization that stetson bennett heisman finalist two-time national champion just came to the game and sat in the stands there on saturday now you're a great former georgia quarterback you have a very recognizable face how often in your georgia career post georgia career have you just come and like sat in the stands like i would or some other fan would have you done that since leaving georgia <laughs> no no i i have not uh i believe we've only been uh to to one game okay. i was able to go uh last year early in the season um but uh no no i, I have not been able to do that uh man kudos to stetson for for being able to throw the hat and the glasses on and and blend in the crowd um that's awesome um but uh no i, I hadn't done that Somebody in my mention said it was a little bit like Batman in Gotham City, like looking down like the rest of the city or whatever else. And <laughs> a lot of people have been sharing me these photos because, like, at first I thought they were kidding. I thought it was like just some guy's Uncle Jim that looked like Stetson Bennett. But come to find out, he really was there. And as the story's been relayed to me, Jake, the seats that he was sitting in, they weren't his. The people showed up in second quarter. They're their tickets. And, like, they basically make him move. They don't even know that it's Stetson Bennett. They don't even realize what they're doing here. Like, it's amazing. A guy that had that kind of career at Georgia is able to fly that under the radar in his first game back since he was a player. To me, this is a pretty, I don't know, odd set of circumstances, I guess. Yeah, un- unbelievable. I mean, crazy that, you know, I don't know. If you know Stetson, maybe that's not crazy that he wasn't sitting in the seats he was supposed to be sitting in. Um, but, uh, no, man, that's just uh, that's hilarious and uh man kudos to him man for having the humble spirit to just go out and just be just be one of the boys i think that's well said jake good stuff we appreciate you being here as a part of a kroger fresh take we love your breakdown and everything as it relates to georgia football we certainly appreciate your time enjoy the week and we'll look forward to talking to you soon awesome brandon thank you let's take a look around the rest of the league this is sec through yeah i love having jake Fromm on the show first of all funny stuff <laughs> in the stetson minute situation 
but also great insight into what it actually feels like to be in the role that Carson Beck's in right now. You only get that from the former quarterback uh, like Jake Fromm, and it's great to have him on Dog Nation Daily for that very purpose. Now let's go cruise around the SEC courtesy of Royal Caribbean. And boy, you got a great chance coming up here April of 2024 to be part of the Dog Nation Cruise. And one of the things I'm always a big believer in, I was really pushing that once again for our Dog Nation Cruise. Now it's bigger and better than it's ever been before because we're going to be on an Oasis-class ship called Allure of the Seas. But I said, hey, let's do it bigger. Let's do new things. Let's have new ideas. But let's make sure we do go back to Perfect Day Coco Cay. Because a lot of you know I'm a huge fan of Royal Caribbean. But the thing to me that sets Royal Caribbean apart from any other cruise vacation experience you get a chance to have is that stopover at Perfect Day Coco Cay. It's the private island in the Bahamas that is exclusive to those on a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation. You can't get that from anybody else but Royal Caribbean. And you got the thrill side where you got like the tallest water slide in North America. You get the chill side where you got, you know, just beautiful beaches and the wonderful, you know, Oasis Lagoon pool and just just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And it's the kind of thing that I think makes our Dog Nation cruise so fun or any Royal Caribbean cruise you take incredibly fun there as well. So please reach out to Jessica Slater. She's a wonderful travel agent. She can help you with the Dog Nation cruise. You can go to royaldogs.com to find out more about that. But you can also reach out to Jessica directly for any of your Royal Caribbean cruise vacation needs. She is a travel agent, after all, specially selected for us by Royal Caribbean. Call her 770-718-9147. That's 770-718-9147. Or email jslater at dreamvacations.com. And you can find out about every great thing that Royal Caribbean has going on as we head towards 2024. All right, now let's go cruise around the SEC here for a moment. Big game on tap for Saturday Texas and Alabama I think it's going to be a fun one I've made it clear and I think my job is to be clear about stuff like this you know my you'd like to be right but at the very least you need to be clear and I want to be clear here for a moment I believe Alabama as a team and as a program is a step down from what it's been and I believe this game will be a game in which that's demonstrated you know I don't know that Texas is a better team than Alabama for a full season but I believe they're capable of winning this game on Saturday I believe Texas will win this game and I think some of the deficiencies that we think we see in Alabama are going to be one of the reasons why but on the Texas side of this here for a moment you know they are being heavily scrutinized going into a game like this as you might expect here I saw where Greg McElroy on his radio show was talking to Kirk Bowles Bowles longtime sports writer in Texas and the thing that McElroy brings up I'm gonna read this quote to you he says the big thing for Texas I continue to feel is going to be creating big plays he says the big play potential still remains and I think when you look at the possibility of being able to break it open it still exists um he says uh that could be the recipe for the potential upset but he also goes on to talk about the fact that Texas I guess in its week one win against Rice didn't quite have as many of those big plays Longhorns probably have more quality wide receivers than perhaps any time certainly in, in in modern history in terms of that texas program and you know ewers is i believe supposed to be and will be the best quarterback in this game and demonstrating that by the big strike proving capable of creating more of those in alabama is obviously that's just hugely important for texas now i also think any game like this that takes place in the SEC, and next year Texas is going to be in the SEC, so seeing how ready they are for stuff like this is going to matter. You know, for all the attention we're going to give to Jalen Milrow in his first kind of big game in his first full season as the Alabama starting quarterback and Quinn Ewers, who I think could win the Heisman Trophy, 
you know, we're going to give a lot of attention to the quarterbacks, but this still comes down to lines of scrimmage. You know, Alabama's offensive line, which apparently didn't have the world's greatest day, I got on guess, against Middle Tennessee State. There had been some chatter about that. I didn't see much of the Bama game against MTSU, admittedly. But, you know, Alabama's offensive line, supposed to be one of that team's top strengths this year. Can they dominate a Texas front seven and actually play pretty well against Rice a week ago? You know, can the Texas offensive line against this very good Alabama defensive front, which includes guys like Dallas Turner and others, can they give Quinn Ewers time to throw so that he can make the big plays down the field? In the SEC, it always comes down to the lines of scrimmage, but if Texas is going to pull the upset, Greg McElroy is at least correct to a certain extent that his ability to hit those big strikes down the field, make a name for himself by making big throws on the road at Bryant-Denny Stadium, that's a big step towards getting that done. I mentioned the Heisman a moment ago. Deion Sanders is out there touting Travis Hunter for that award. Did so at halftime the other night. Uh, has done so in the intervening days since then. And look, I told you all, I guess it was Monday show. I push back against narratives all the time that I feel like are getting kind of out of control. But in the last couple of days, I don't think there's anything related to Colorado's performance against TCU that's out of control. It was a remarkable first game for Deion Sanders, his son Shador Sanders, a quarterback. Travis Hunter, you know, kind of moving up to the Power 5 level, playing both sides of the ball, playing more than 100 snaps. And it's just fair to say that if, that if uh, Hunter does play that many snaps all season long, that successfully on both sides of the ball, then yeah. He should very much be in the Heisman conversation. He may very well win the award. I still don't think you can play quite that many snaps over the course of a season. I think that would be problematic if you did. I still sort of have my concerns, uh, you know, about you know Colorado even this week against Nebraska, for instance. I think I think that's a game that uh, is going to be an interesting second week test. Probably a step down in competition by perception standpoint. But playing at that level two weeks in a row, not an easy thing necessarily to do. The emotion probably uh, takes a little bit of a dip after such a you know, highly anticipated debut. I think Colorado is certainly a fascinating team. The reports coming out of uh, Vegas and other places is this may end up being the most bet college game of all time to give you an idea of just how much hysteria exists around Deion Sanders and the Colorado program. Perhaps that tells you all you need to know. And then finally, I want to say this to you kind of quick here. But uh, a very strange story coming out of Florida where Jervon Dexter, who was a Gators star player, now moved on to the NFL, has had an NIL deal get some attention and uh, earning some, I think, justified scrutiny here because of the fact that it paid him a big sum of money up front. But in exchange for that, apparently he's supposed to now give 15% of his future earnings uh, to the marketing company that gave him, I think it was like a 400 deal on the front end and then paid back on the back end with a percentage of his future NFL earnings. And there's a Florida legislator that says that's against Florida state law. Perhaps it is. I don't know. But I think it's important to remember that when some people talk about, hey, we need more oversight and more um, parameters around NIL, I think there's a knee-jerk reaction on the part of a lot of people to say, well, that's anti-player, that's, you know, that, that's restricting the player's freedoms. And in some cases, maybe it is. But in other cases like this, you know, I do think very young guys signing these, you know, legal documents, these contracts that are going to bind them in the future and perhaps take big portions of their future earnings away. And believe me, I believe there are a lot more deals kind of like this out there that haven't been publicized. You know, we don't get a lot of accurate reporting on NIL because no one really benefits from the full truth being out there for a number of reasons. But I do think sunshine would be a good thing here. You know, sunshine's always the best disinfectant. And 
I think in a situation like this, more accurate reporting about what really is going on in the NIL space would be valuable. I'm not anti-NIL, but I do think in terms of who's getting what, you know, what are some of the terms of those contracts? What's the real story around this this name, image, likeness, uh, you know, revenue opportunity that exists now for college athletics? I think we need to learn more about that. And the uh, Dexter situation right now, I don't think has gotten enough attention. How many marketing deals are out there that essentially takes the best thing about being a college athlete, the fact that you leave school with no debt, and that's really what college athletics has always kind of been the best selling point of hey everybody else goes to school many people come out with crippling debt as a college athlete you won't have to in the case of a guy like dexter you know he's being you know kind of <laughs> attached to the same kind of debt that the average college student sometimes has i think that's a, a pretty troubling situation so learning more about this is probably a valuable thing to do and we'll make that cruising around the sec courtesy of royal caribbean now i want to give you a little bit of an update very funny on our dog nation invasion here in just a moment once again the folks around tennessee continue to be big mad about all of this prior to that though let me give a quick shout out to my friends at the finish long drink obviously as you're rolling into game day and watch parties and tailgates and things like that when it's time to enjoy a great ready-to-drink cocktail that you don't have to mix yourself it's just right there in the can the finished long drink is great for you on all of that whether it's the traditional a lot of you know i like the blue can with the grapefruit flavor and the gin kick in fact people always kind of bring up my love for the gin kick every now and then and i do love it uh but you may like the cranberry better you may like the long drink strong eight and a half percent alcohol by volume long drink zero no carbs no sugar in fact a lot of you are out there right now seeking out that brand new flavor for a limited time the peach flavored version of the finished long drink well whatever flavor you think is right for you if you enjoy mixed drinks if you enjoy ready to drink cocktails that come right there in the can it sort of looks like a beer but it's not it's just nice cold and and ready to enjoy you can pour it in a glass you can drink it straight out of the can whichever one and you can look for the peach flavored version of the finished long drink right now so find them online thelongdrink.com put in your zip code you can find out where to pick some up today that's thelongdrink.com for a lot more on that so i told you tennessee folks are mad 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 we've given you some of the social media messages we've been getting about our dog nation invasion and by the way that thing is about to be sold out uh in fact it's going to be sold out you know sooner than you know so if you want to be a part of dog nation invasion go to dognation.com. there's a link at the top of the page we're going to be running out of tickets on this very very soon so click in there get going we want to see you there but just have yourself an idea right now of how much tennessee fans hate this i want to show you uh, a blog site up there in tennessee it's called a to z sports headline georgia fans are trying to disrupt a historic tennessee tradition the story says i'm going to read this to you a little bit the vol navy is a proud and long-standing tennessee tradition the writer says with origins dating back well over 60 years tennessee faithful sail down the tennessee river and up to neyland stadium well before ut games with drinks music laughter abundant among the orange clad vol faithful on their dockside flotilla this is this is quite uh you know uh quite hearty prose here uh, a group of georgia fans though this is where the music changes the villainous georgia fans a group of georgia fans are looking to add a little bit of red to the river according uh, to dog nation the uh, dog nation invasion on the tennessee river going to take place saturday november 18th before the georgia bulldogs take on the tennessee volunteers and dog nations chartered a riverboat the itinerary calls for a two-hour cruise followed by an hour of dock time with georgia fans enjoying uh several uh, drink tickets there on board 
don't you love this? Don't you love? We had the uh, uh, person the other day that was like, uh, oh, "We need to make sure everybody knows about this." Like the Tennessee fans are so upset. I've gotten so many messages. Some of them I can't even show because you know they 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 border on just you know threats, which you know is a shame. Tennessee fans never stop acting like Tennessee fans. Apparently, but the point is, if this many Vols fans are upset, then clearly here at Dog Nation, we are definitely doing something right. Even their blog sites are writing about it. Well, guess what? Dog Nation invasion's on its way, and hundreds of Georgia fans are coming uh, are coming with us and. To Tennessee fans, I will say once again, my biggest request for you is don't worry about our tailgate. Don't worry about Dog Nation Invasion. Worry about your own team. Worry about not losing on the road to Alabama. Worry about not losing to Texas A&M. Worry about not having three losses by the time you host Georgia there in November because we want this to feel like a big game. We want it to be fun for us. Georgia needs kind of a quality resume-building win. We need y'all to be good enough count as all of that kind of stuff so worry about your own team for right now and then we'll see you in november sailing down the tennessee river in style and uh it's nice to know that uh the dog nation's getting a lot of attention up there in the volunteer state here right now so you love it i thought you'd get a kick out of that uh, even the blog sites up there writing about dog nation invasion which gives you an idea of just how big it's going to be later on in the month of november now Speaking of Dog Nation Invasion, that's the subject of our golden shoe today there as well. (laughs) I thought this was incredibly funny. Let me show you this on the screen here for a moment. So uh, Kevin, who goes by Just Bag at 29, says, uh, Dog Nation Daily, is this John Paul Jones or is it Brandon Adams? Gets a boat, sails a fleet to enemy shores, creates havoc, much to the dismay of the residents along the coast. Uh, Kevin kind of calling back some great historic details there. He's also got a very funny rendering of me kind of in the uh, maritime outfit, which is very funny to see there too. Hashtag Dog Nation Invasion. Kevin, that is incredible. Very well done. And a very, very worthy uh, golden shoe for you there today. You love to see that. Now, speaking of another hated rival for the Georgia Bulldogs, they don't like us either. That's the lousy stinking Gators. 52 days from right now. Georgia beating up on uh, Florida there. You love it. You can't wait for it. We'll see you tomorrow at Dog Nation Daily, presented by Breda Past Management. And on video, time now for the R.S. Andrews cooldown, or at least some facts only thereof. I want you to find R.S. Andrews online at rsandrews.com for your air conditioning, heating, plumbing, and electric needs. They'll show up on time. They'll do the work that's promised, the price is promised, including getting your air conditioning unit tuned back up if you need to because it's still hot. It's going to be hot for a while. So go ahead and get your AC tuned up so you're ready to kind of deal with all of that. Sorry about the no live comments today. If you're joining us late, we are not live today because we wanted to make sure the show got delivered in appropriate fashion after our mishaps of yesterday and our mishaps of the last few days. We're going to work very hard to get our um, streaming issues fixed. So we've got people in the building today doing that. Uh, we wanted to make sure that everything was kind of devoted to trying to clean that up so we're able to deliver the show live without interruption each and every day. So we apologize on that. We appreciate you watching this version of the show. Sorry I'm not able to take your comments live here today, but I hope I'll be able to come back and do that with you again tomorrow. I anticipate that I will. So thanks for being here as part of our R.S. Andrews Cooldown. Thank you for watching Dog Nation Daily Sense, uh, presented by Breda Pest Management. And we will look forward to seeing you back here again tomorrow.